The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's program. I'm really looking forward to this one. We have Jarvis and Devin from Mississippi. They're going to share their crazy story of how they have overcome a lot in their finances, in their marriage, in their family, and in their business. So you guys probably have recognized Jarvis before. He's from the Gulf of Mexico down there in Mississippi and has been on a previous episode sharing his transition story from going full-time working at a shipyard to running his business, Kingdom Lawn Care. And I'm going to let you guys take it over and share your story. So without further ado, go ahead and just introduce yourself and uh, share whatever you guys want to share. Hey, my name is Devin. I am part owner of Kingdom Blonde Care, and Jarvis Miller is my husband, and I'm the wife. So if, if y'all ain't here the podcast before, man, I'm Jarvis uh, from Kingdom Lawn Care. Man, we out of uh, South Mississippi. You know, uh, we, we enjoy cutting grass and uh, doing a little landscape. And my wife, she she come in the field a little bit, man, when she feel like hanging with me, not, not really to come work, but when she feel like hanging with me, spending time with me. She'll come out and help me time to time. So, but uh, that that's who we are, man. So we excited to be here, ready to get into it, man. And I think my wife got a few uh, things she want to say, you know, kind of like her point of view of uh, how, it, how it was being a wife uh, of somebody that's in uh, lawn care full time. Uh, even when I was transitioning from my full time job into landscaping and lawn care full time. So. We're going to get in it, man, and see how it's going to go. Yeah, take it away, Devin. Okay, so like I said, I'm Devin. Um, me and Jarvis actually, well, we got married straight out of high I got married straight out of high school. So I was 18. After I graduated in May, I was 18, fresh out of high school, and married the love of my life now. And everything at that time, it was it was new to us. Marriage was new. Living with each other was new. Um, his career, everything was just new. So we didn't have any experience in anything, not really knowing each other or anything like that. So to fast forward, um, he ended up going to the shipyard and he was also working part-time on his business. And we ended up having our first child, um, our little girl, Kennedy. And from then, I can kind of say, it was a bumpy road. It was a rocky road. It was just kind of down here from there. Um, Paul, if I start to um, get teary out and start to cry, just uh, 
Just don't. Hey, we we've had grown we've had grown men cry on this show, so <laughs> let them fly. Okay, I'm in the clear then. Okay, so after I can remember the time after um I had we had our first our first child and Jarvis he was just so he's bullheaded and if he said his mind to do something he's going to do it and I remember just getting out the hospital and he was like I gotta go cut grass and at that time it was just like just had a baby everything is new like why you just can't sit home and stay home with us and it was just like he just like I gotta go get the money I gotta I gotta get my business off the ground I can't stay at the shipyard I can't stay at the shipyard forever and I'm just thinking like well, okay, that's kind of understandable. He can, he got to make a way for his family. And so after that, it was just continue on, just constantly work. He would work 12 hours at, at Ingalls, 12 hours, get up from six and, and sometimes get off at six. And then after he would work 12 hours at Ingalls, he would come home, he would kiss me, hey babe, how you doing? get him something to eat, and he'll run right back out the door. And so it seemed like I seen my husband for split seconds at a time. And at that time, like I say, everything was new, and I started to feel distant from my husband because it was always work, 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 work. And part of that was Ingalls took majority of his time away from the house and away from his family. And he was building his, on the side, he was building his um, business on the side, part-time. And like I said, it was just rough. So we had a couple of bumps. We bumped heads plenty of times because he's never home. And I always used to tell him, let's plan something. And I always used to say, I got to plan something around your schedule. When can you put my name down on the calendar for you to spend time with your family? It was things like that. And it was causing uh, a lot of confusion. It was causing a lot of, a lot of, uh, I can't even say it, but we was bumping heads a lot. And, and I remember a time where me and him got into it and he, I can't even just re, just recall the whole situation, but I remember when he came home one night and it was late, not late at night, it was probably around like seven or eight o'clock and he came home and I remember me and him getting to it and he was like, uh, you just don't understand how I'm trying to build this business for me and my family. And at that time, I didn't understand because I was being selfish and I'm pretty sure it was selfishness on his part also. But he looked me dead in my face and said, I'm doing this for y'all. And and he said that he cried, you know, because I'm at home crying with a new baby and he's outside of work crying, outside of his house crying. And so, Paul, it was it was it was it was difficult. Especially with us being so young, and especially with us just getting into this new lifestyle of of everything that he worked hard for. I thank God for him because if it wasn't for God, he wouldn't be in the um, in the situation that we are in now. And I'm so grateful that coming from a wife point of view and being in this industry with 
a business, a, a, a working, a hardworking husband, a dedicated husband. He was he was dedicated to his business. He was he was determined to get his business off the ground so he can quit his job full time and so he can do he, do what he loves also full time. And so coming from my point of view, I feel like, like I said earlier, it was selfishness on my part and selfishness on his part because at that time he wasn't including me in any of his direction of life, you know. I call him the silent assassin. So when it, when he's silent, I really don't know what's going to happen next. But he will come to me and say, "This side, this this is what we're gonna do. This what I, this is what I'm gonna do." And he will set a set time or a set schedule on what he's going to do. And as my role as a wife, I just had to go along with it, you know. And it been sometimes where he would come from cutting grass late at night, Paul. I would. Um, I would start cooking dinner if he would tell me that he will um, come if I would ask him what time would you be able what time would you be done cutting grass he would like 7, 7.30 o'clock and around that time 7.30 if he get done at 8 7.30 I'm in the kitchen cooking mind you I have now we have my little boy which is Jarvis Jr. and now for the moms and for the uh, dads that's out there listening, please don't judge me. But I would kind of starve my kids out from that time. Just make them eat later. Yeah, just to make them eat later so we can eat as a family. And, you know, for them constantly saying, Mommy, I'm hungry, or Mommy, can I get a snack? So they were raid our snack cabinet, you know, so until dinner get ready so we can eat as a family. You know, God put us here as a family and we going to stay as a family. We're going to eat as a family. And like I said, Paul, it was, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. It was, it was difficult. A lot of tears, a lot of uh, fights, fights, a lot of, fights. A, a lot of confusion. I remember one time that it, it got so bad because now I felt like the side chick, which is uh, him, he, he putting his, I always say he put his first love first, which was cutting grass. And I felt like the side piece and, and <laughs> cutting grass was his main priority. And it got so bad one time that we ended up going to the courthouse. We literally went to the courthouse, stood outside the courthouse and debated on would we walk in to get a divorce? Because it was, it was serious at that time. Um, it was it was hard, but I'm so glad that that the sacrifices he made and him including me and him including my feelings and what even though I can have a million things uh, planned for his business, his business, he was now he would ask me, "Babe, what you think about this?" Or, "Babe, what should we do?" He's now including me, so. For the ones that's out there struggling within their marriage because their husband or their spouse is trying to build uh, a platform for them so he won't have to work so much, all I can say is trust the process. Trust that he's going to make a way that that seems to be no way that he would be able to put y'all put y'all in a position where 
it won't have to be no more fights. It won't have to be any more arguing. It won't have to be no more fussing. It won't have to be any more animosity. It, it was sometimes he walk in the house and we would barely speak to each other. Cause nine times out of ten, he was he'll come home, he'll eat, he'll take a shower, he would play with the kids and go to go to sleep. It was no quality time with with me around that time. It was just work, 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 work. And like I say, it was it was hard. It was it was a difficult road, but now we on a road to recovery. <laughs> The Entrepreneur Academy is your online destination for learning how to grow a successful lawn and landscaping company. Hi, this is Scott from New Jersey. I just wanted to say that Brian puts out some great content, definitely has helped me grow my lawn and landscape business. Just finished my fourth or fifth coaching call with Brian, and every time I get off a call, I'm definitely ready to go out there and crush it. I also just recently purchased the whole ball of wax from Launchpreneur Academy, loving all the content. Brian's definitely out there looking out for our best interest and trying to help us grow a bigger and better business. The link is in the show description. Make your business as successful as possible with training and resources from the Entrepreneur Academy. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Track It, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Track It with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace-of-mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. We're on the upside of it. So my advice would be if 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 any women out there or y'all are uh, married, y'all spouse, y'all husband is working, I'm talking about working, working, just stay with them, stick with them. It, it's going it to have a lot of... How can I say this? Be there for each other. 
ask them what can you do for their business and also vice versa the spouse the husband that's asked what was, that's what i was gonna say okay ask what can what can he do to and help paul paul if i can if i can ask a question uh ask her a question or two my main thing from this podcast uh right here that we that we doing right now uh, for that that all the listeners will get out of this one, Paul. It's a lot of people that's going through, you know, with they with their spouse because they working so much. Y'all uh, are, uh, you know, they they in that transition stage, trying to leave that full time job and do lawn care full time, which is a great thing. But sometimes us as men, you know, we uh we get stuck in our own ways, or we'll 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 see what we trying to do. And that woman to get real emotional and she'll, she'll not understand what we're trying to do. And we'll have to include them because it wasn't always that I included her. It was a time like, I, I, I don't care what you say. I'm finna work, you know, regardless of what you thinking about it. Like I gotta, I gotta build this business, you know, to take care of my family. I'm trying to get out the shipyard. I'm trying to, you know, uh, do this landscaping full time. We can make more money. We can do this. We can do that. I can have more time here. I was saying that stuff, but I wasn't taking the uh, the proper steps to find out how I can make it better. So for the uh, listeners, if it's in it, like I want them to really be encouraged from this podcast on how to include their wives to stop for a second. You know, because as me and we 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 not emotional like women are so we kind of don't we kind of don't uh pay a whole lot of attention to our feelings but that woman do so what i want to ask you babies uh is like when what was it that i didn't do that you felt like i should have done in in the beginning stage when i was working a whole lot you know what I'm saying? When I was working at the shipyard, coming home and then going like loading the trailer and going right back out there, what was it that I could have done that I didn't do? I would say communication. Communication is everything in a relationship. And at that time, it was no communication. Like he said, it was like, it doesn't matter what I say, he's going to do what he going to do regardless. So at that time, if he would have communicated with me and said, babe, if he would have set me down and made me get an understanding on how his mind works or, or what his mind is thinking at the time, I feel like things would have went a little smooth. But at that time, it was just like, I'm doing like, like I said, I call him a silent assassin. Whatever he think, whatever he um thinking, he's going to do it without including me. And if he would have included me more, even if he would have asked me, uh, babe, I'm getting new uniform shirts. What colors do you think will look good for the company? You know, anything. Any, women love small details. Women love small things. It's not the big things that make a woman just say, ooh, it's the small thing. So if he would have included me and said, babe, I really want your input. I want the woman's touch on this specific color. What color would you, would, uh, would you like for the company to be? Anything. Or take me if he would have took me lawnmower shopping, you know, take me to take me to a lawnmower store. Let me see you buy that BR eight hundred. You know, let me see you buy that weed eater. Let me let me see it. You know, if he would have included me in any of those things, I would have been like a little girl in a candy store. Like he's really 
including me. He's really thinking about me. He's really thinking about my feelings, and he's actually thinking about what what I what I um what what I think, and that would have played a big part. It would have I don't change, change it would it, it, it so, would have changed a lot of stuff. And as men, God put us here to provide. Ain't no doubt about it. God put us here to provide. And anybody that's out there, you know, cutting yards and <laughs> in the heat, you know, running a trim all day or throwing mulch or pulling weeds, especially pulling weeds. But whatever it is, we know that you want to provide for your family. You know, so ain't no question about that. But we can't get caught up on us providing for our families and, and let that make us overlook how that woman is really feeling. Remember, she's emotional. Remember that, like she just said, that, that, that small stuff that don't matter to us, it matters to them. Like she used to always tell me, I'd be like, hey, that stuff don't even matter. What you used to say to you, but it matters to me matters what to she me. always used to tell me. So, you know, in a and that's in a relationship, period. This ain't just love care, but this is in, in your marriage, period, man. We have to, you know, get out of out of our own uh, ways of how we see and stuff and make sure we include that woman, make sure we, you know, checking up on her, see how she doing. And I think that was uh, a big turning point in uh, me in that transitioning stage and getting her on board because I tried to help her do my paperwork, you know, uh, fill out my calendar, you know, little different stuff like that. Uh, I try to just include and try to get her involved and, you know, uh, take out there in the field, but it really wasn't until after I left my full time job when you came and helped me in the field or whatever. But, oh uh, man, I would just say include her every way possible in a, in a little in a little way you can, and just don't overlook the details. And I, I I really want this podcast to be, you know, something special, man, to motivate the guys, man, in the industry and in the lawn care community to uh, include their wives because I don't want nobody, you know, relationship to fail, you know, all because we seen I'm providing. You can't take that I'm providing. You don't like the fact that I'm providing. You complaining because I'm providing. And because I used to work like I did, like I mentioned on the last podcast, because I worked so much, I made that commitment and that promise that I'm not going to work like that again. You know, so... Um, do I work like that now? No. I don't work like that no more. But uh man, that that's some of the main points uh that I that I would say uh out of out of that. And from her point of view, you know, like she said, you know, she just wanted to be included. And I think that's the main thing. And you know, they wanna be they wanna know what's going on in the business also. So how old is uh Kennedy and Jarvis Jr. now? Eight and six. Kennedy is uh, eight. eight. And uh, Jarvis Jr., my, my baby, well, my oldest boy, he's six. And we starting football in two weeks. So maybe by the time this podcast come out, I'll be out there, man, coaching flag football again. But we got a, another baby boy. Uh, his name is Jaira. And uh, he's six months. So. Oh, wow. So now you have three kids. What was the storyline, just to give context to this, when you were standing out front, outside the courtyard contemplating going in there? How old were they then? How 
long ago was I this? I think we only had Kennedy back then. No, we had JR too. No, we didn't have JR back then. Okay. Kennedy probably like four? No. No, she had to be like one. Baby, we talking about this was back. When we went to the courthouse, I, I, I think my baby girl, she was like one years old. So and at this time... Go ahead, Jarvis. Oh, at, I was just going to say, like, at this time, it was... It was more, and see, this is another thing. It wasn't even the fact that I was just working so much. It like the pressure that was on our marriage was coming from different things. As far as like, uh, we that that was around the time we had almost lost the house. We had almost lost our house, and uh, I, I had kind of stopped uh, cutting grass for a little bit. At one point, I still had a few clients, but I was I, I would just borrow my. Uh, my, my dad's lawnmower and I go, you know, cut a few. So I really wasn't doing it no more. But when I went from one shipyard to another, we almost lost the house. And that's when I went out and I, I bought a, uh, another zero turn. But like we was falling behind. And see, this is normal life stuff that people just don't talk about that like so many people go through. And it's a normal thing. But if we talk about it and normalize it, people won't struggle so bad or be so ashamed when they are going through it. Because we literally, we literally had to call and borrow money. My good friend Mike Gill, he 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 uh loaned us uh five hundred dollars a week because they told they they called and they told us uh if y'all don't have thirty five hundred dollars tomorrow, no no no, it was that day. They said if y'all don't have thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> By five o'clock today, when they close, they putting a letter on on our house tomorrow. So we was we was in the process of buying a house. We still in that same house now, about uh, eight years later. So, uh, but he he helped us out, and he he uh, you know helped us uh, get that paid for. And that's when I went back to uh, cutting grass. I went and financed me a, a lawnmower. It wasn't the X Mark. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Jarvis. I I hate that it wasn't the X Mark, but I went and financed the lawnmower and, and then, you know, I was trying to come back around because I was like, I know how to make some extra money. So I'm going to go back to what I what I always done, cutting grass. And see, it, it wasn't just the pressure of, oh, he working a lot. Oh, he doing it. Oh, he not including me. But it was like financial play a big part financially, because I'm going to be honest, like now that we are, we don't have a whole lot of money. I, I like to say, you know. I ain't got a lot of money because I give it all away in different missions and stuff like that. Uh, but since since I left Ingalls, left the shipyard, and I'm doing lawn care full time, and we we better off financially, our relationship really have grown, and I think uh, it's grown a lot because of the uh, financial pressure that was on us. That pressure financially that was on us has been lifted off of us. So. Uh, man, I, I just I just want to encourage people, man, like we, we have to get our lives together all the way around for everything to just start falling in line. Because for us, uh, how we ended up in front of that courthouse, it was number one, we was new. Neither one of us uh, was raised knowing how to properly uh, love. love in a marriage or nothing like that anyway. Neither one of us was taught about really nothing for real. So we was blind in the financial pressure. Then here I am working a lot. Then here we are with a, a new new child and we young. So it was just a lot of pressure, Paul, that, 
that put us, man, in front of that courthouse. But I'm so glad, man, that we we looked at each other. <laughs> I, I knew she didn't want to uh, go in there. She knew I didn't want to go in there. And I'm so glad that we turned around that day. And uh, actually, in September, September 29th, man, we'll be celebrating 10 years. We'll be celebrating 10 years of marriage, man. We're going to renew our vows because it's, it's well needed. And then we're going to Tennessee, man. We're going to go to uh, Pigeon Forge and to the Smoky Mountains for uh, for for about a week. So we're going to go and have a good time, man. So I'm, I'm glad, man, and that's a blessing. But what, what to answer your question, Paul, what uh, brought us in front of the courthouse that day, it was just all kind of pressure from all around, man, all kind of different pressures. So, but... Man, we we like she say, man, we on the up and up now. So, and I I pray to God that it just continue to get better from here, and we just continue to learn and grow together. Mike, I have a question for you, Devin. Um, ninety one percent of our audience is men, so shout out to the nine percent ladies out there. Thanks for mm-hmm. watching. But you're predominantly um, speaking to, you know, nine out of ten are, are men, and I like Jarvis said earlier, we're wired a little different. So my question for you. Devin is how do we uh, build our business while keeping that relationship intact? And I'm single. So what's your advice for me going into that marriage, you know, Lord willing one day soon so that we can build a successful business or let me ask it like this. How do we build a successful business while maintaining a healthy marriage? So they're not one's good and one's bad, but they're both prosperous. Like I said earlier, Paul, communication. Women love to talk. That's just that's just the bottom line. Women love to talk. Women love to vent. So if you can just think of something throughout the day, let me um, let me ask my wife about this, or let me ask my fiance about uh, about this or that. If you would just include and just basically just talk to her, it can be small talk pertaining to a babe, how you think we should run our business or babe, this is our because I used to always tell Jarvis, this is not my business, that's your business. Your name on that business. But as we became one, he used to always tell me, we are one, so that business is mine. So if you can just talk to her, like I said, communication, hey babe, what you think we should do for our business? Or babe, I'm thinking about uh uh a business plan and I want to include you. I want I want to see a woman's perspective on things because a man can just go out there and just make a whole bunch of plans. And they think that a woman should just follow behind, which is kind of true. We should just follow behind because the man is the head. But sometimes if you just give us a little, like a little um, platform or uh, make me, if you make the woman a little dominant, not saying let her overrule everything, but if you just give her just a little, a little power, power, just a little power, just a little tad bit, give her a little power. Oh man, make, I, her, make her feel like she runs. Yes, make me, make me feel like I I want things. Just give me a little. If you give your woman a little power, be like, babe, I want, babe, I want you to do this, do this for the business, help help us grow. Oh, Paul, she gonna she gonna it's gonna be a multi million dollar business. Just 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 give her a little bit of power. Tell her she can't take too much now. Give her an inch, she might take a mile. But just, just it's just communication and just let her lead just for a little bit. Not overrule, but just let her just lead. And I feel like everything would fall into place. 
Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with Jarvis and his wife, Devin. They're just warming up. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have them come back on the podcast on tomorrow's program, and we will continue this conversation. And if you're like, Paul, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. Just tell me now. Tell me the rest of the story now. Well, then check out the Green Industry Podcast YouTube channel because we videotaped the or video, what is it called, Marty? Videotapes like when the 1980s <laughs> recorded. There you go. We did a recording of the video and put that on the Green Industry Podcast YouTube channel. So if you want to see what Jarvis and Devin look like and behind the scenes and the nonverbals and all the interactions you get with video, uh, check out Green Industry Podcast, our YouTube channel, and uh, you can watch the uh, video interview over there. But again, the conversation's just warming up. It's just getting started. And so we are going to bring them back for part two on the audio version on tomorrow's program. So hopefully you're following the Green Industry Podcast and I have the notifications on. So when the fresh new episode drops tomorrow morning, you can take a listen to that. And if you just can't resist, if you just can't uh, wait till tomorrow, check us out on the YouTube on the Green Industry Podcast YouTube channel where you can watch the video interview and uh, see the whole conversation uh, that we have over there. So thanks for listening. And thanks again to Jarvis and Devin for the just authenticity, the vulnerability, the transparency. It's definitely um, helping me uh, learn and uh, I definitely look forward to them continuing to unpack what they've learned on their journey. So again, check out the Green Industry Podcast YouTube channel to see the full video interview. And then we will continue the audio portion of the interview on tomorrow's Green Industry Podcast, uh, wherever you listen to the show. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.